What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have Ted Stern, who is a retired police officer who is now running Fit Responder, uh, fitresponder.com. Uh, Fit Responder is primarily focused toward first responders. And me being a first responder on the fire department side, I'm always interested in um, how uh, other people are approaching this type of fitness because it is kind of unique uh, in terms of the type of clients or individuals that we would have who are in the first responder community. Um, so you're, you're on, Ted, to talk about what you do, who you are and everything. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. Appreciate you having me on here. So yeah, I'm Ted Stern, 35. I was a deputy for 11 years. And uh, obviously, there's a huge problem with first responders and fitness. If you look it up, uh, first responders are some of the most obese people out of all professions in America, which is crazy, right? Like we ought to be in the best shape of all professions in America, because we may very well need to use our bodies in, in a lot of the high intensity situations, right? To, to save ourselves, to save others, et cetera. So yeah, my wife and I met on the job as cops. Um, we're, we both have a big background in fitness, personal training, nutrition, coaching clients for many years. So we started with some people on our department and kind of just locally, small time, um, like a side gig. <laughs> but I found that, you know, we were pretty effective coaches because first responders have tough lives. They got tough schedules, tough hours. I mean, unique circumstances, balancing family, kids, and uh, the stresses of the job and whatnot. And a lot of fitness coaches, people who coach people on fitness are professional bodybuilders or, you know, fitness models or 20-year-olds with uh, no job or, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. We uh, we we found our our methods really effective, and and plus we're all about like a sustainable lifestyle. No dieting, no kind of like short term quick fix gimmicks. Like we really you know intend to change people's lives long term. So just to kind of wrap that up, um, basically started focusing on my clients more, and, and we got so popular, um, which tends to happen when people are happy and get good results, right? How'd you do it? How'd you get fit? Oh, you got to check out Fit Responder, right? So we just grew and grew and, and I decided, you know, I love this so much. I love helping people in this way. Uh, I'm able to make a great impact with the people I care about. So let's quit. I'm quitting my damn job. You know, I retired as a cop. I miss it. I definitely do. But I really love my current job, just focusing on clients and fitness coaching. Um, so that's all my wife and I do. We have four kids. We live in Utah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we practice what we preach. So, you know, if you are interested in learning more, if you, and just to do a little plug here, if you are a, a first responder or at least a huge supporter of that community and you want to work on fitness goals, check us out. It's fitresponder.com, F-I-T responder, R-E-S-P-O-N-D-E-R.com. So yeah, is that good for a little intro there? Yeah, that's great. Did you say how old you were? 35. Yeah. Okay, thirty-five. So eleven years uh, as uh, as a police officer, you uh, hit deputy rank, and then you left after eleven years. Uh, why did you leave? So deputy, and then I actually promoted to senior deputy, which is like uh, in a lot of departments that might be like a corporal or a, a you know basically a two striper, and. Um, 
you know, I just promoted, I just got a dream spot on the department. Um, and, uh, I had a lot of great kind of opportunities and a lot of friends. Um, so I ended up actually snapping my ankle on the job, uh, just actually trying to mess around on a jump rope, um, and landed, oh, very, I landed very wrong. So, uh, yeah, I learned that balance might be a good part of a fitness routine after that. But anyways, <clears throat> um, I, uh, while I was like off on injury and I was depressed with my swollen ankle, uh, you know, sitting on the couch, I just focus on clients more. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a coach. I have clients, you know, I'll reach out to more clients. I'll post more on my social media. By the way, if you want to follow, that's at fit.responder. Um, and just the popularity just kept growing. So soon I had a bunch of clients and um, loved what I was doing and, uh, you know, learned I could support myself in that way financially. And, uh, you know, I, it came to the decision of like, should you do what you really like to do or should you do what you love to do that drives you every day that you wake up excited to do? I literally, this, this might sound weird, but I'll wake up at three in the morning and I'm so excited to work with my clients and talk to them and see the results that I Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. I can't go back to sleep. So, wow. um, yeah, so like that happens a lot. So. I decided, you know, after talking to the wife and making a tough decision, like, you know, am I going to just do this half time or part time and try to juggle both, which is pretty difficult, you know, when you really love something or just go all in. Um, so I went all in and, and, you know, my goal is to impact as many people as I can. And, and I, I would like uh, for one day, every first responder to know who fit responder is, what we do. And, and um, eventually I'd like to work with departments on a grand scale to help help people uh you know get fit with with some kind of an organized good program uh because i i want to be a big impact in this we have too many cops and firefighters and ems struggling living poor quality lives uh you know health problems uh failing on the job and i could go on for days with stories of that uh because of their poor fitness so i think everybody can agree that needs to that needs to uh be corrected to a large degree yeah so uh can you Go a little bit deeper onto that. Uh, do, like, what are some of the uh, stories and what are some of the issues that um, you've heard about or seen yourself? I know I could throw in a couple quick little stories, but, you know, we want to hear what you have to say first, at least. Um, like, you got any good stories? Well, not good stories, but. <laughs> yeah, well, noteworthy, right? Like, I mean, first of all, lots of cops have just underlying health issues. Some are, they're not even aware and some just brush it off with, with you know, pre-diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, I've had many clients come to me after having a heart attack or, you know, even a stroke 
um, and just big scares, right? But beyond the medical scares and the medical issues is, is failing in terms of performance on the job, right? Because uh, for example, one that, one that sticks out to me was um, a guy who, hey, he was big, he was strong. I want to say he's over six foot for sure and probably about 250 pounds. And, you know, he had overconfidence. Hey, I'm strong. I can handle myself. Uh, he ended up pulling over a younger guy. Uh, I want to say the dude was in his teens, actually. Thin and and um, his backup, he worked in like a town where his backup was pretty far away, you know, like maybe five minutes or so. Um, anyways, the guy became non-compliant and this traffic stop, which was just running the mill traffic stop turned into a full on fight. So he, he's fighting this guy, trying to control him. And he realized he's gassing out his cardiovascular fitness is poor. Right. And he started gassing out real bad and ended up losing control of this guy. And next thing, you know, he's on the ground trying to wrestle him and the dude gets full mount and starts pounding and punching him in the face. And he said, like, he, he was kind of maybe blacking out, maybe knocked out, but, like, he remembers sirens coming, his partners trying to come to back him up. Um, but he could have lost his life easily. I mean, if the guy had wanted to take his gun, he could have. He, he even said, I remember being so tired, I had a hard time holding my hands up to cover my face from the blows. And that was his wake-up call to go, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not so big and strong and I can just handle myself, you know? all the time I hear about Ted, I lost a foot pursuit. Ted, I lost a fight. Ted, I, you know, I tried to run up a couple flights of stairs to get to the victim in time. I couldn't, um, I gassed out. So I think a lot of people think, oh, well, adrenaline, you know, adrenaline will carry me through. I've heard this so many times. It's so stupid guys. Uh, adrenaline might help you like a cup of coffee might help you. Um, but it's not going to be the magic, uh, to get you from out of shape to performing in the ways you need to. Um, I can think of another one where a field training officer um, was kind of partial to this younger girl who joined the force. Uh, she's new and young and, and petite, and he, he felt very protective of her. But lo and behold, she got in a foot pursuit, uh, and he responded, and he found himself in between them and kind of a locked gate that, that should have easily been traversed by most people. You know, it wasn't a humongous uh wall it was just a normal kind of gate that was locked and he tried he tried to scrape his way up there could not could not try 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 so he had to take the long way around long story short he got to her in time and like well i mean the incident was basically over but she had gotten hurt during the fight and he felt incredibly guilty that he could not get to her in time could not get to her like early enough you know yeah. Um, and he even cried about it and, and told her, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I feel like I failed you. And that was his wake up call. So my urge to anybody watching is like, don't wait for a freaking real life wake up call to check you because it will happen. Like every day you're your first responder, you're rolling the dice. Am I going to land on that incident? that's going to really, you know, end my life or I'm going to, you know, a victim's going to be sacrificed because I couldn't help him or I couldn't show up for my partners and uh, so I, I could go on. There's there's a lot of stories because a lot of people come to me and said, Ted, I'll ask them, hey, why why do you feel like now's the time to get fit? And they'll tell me, hey, well, this happened recently. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, if I could just go rewind a, a second and go back to adrenaline, let me know what you think about this. So what I notice about adrenaline, especially in the fire department is a lot of that adrenaline comes right at the onset of the alarm, right? You know, it comes with the dispatcher dispatching the fire. 
And when you get enough time on the job, you start to kind of know when it seems like it might be a bullshit call compared to, oh, this sounds like the real thing. And, you know, everybody starts clicking in and lockstepping and everything's fine, but the adrenaline's rolling. And then about three minutes, five minutes later, you're rolling up in front of a house that may have a serious fire going on. And all that adrenaline is right up front in the beginning. And that's when you're doing all your basic stuff anyway, stretching uh, hose lines, uh, securing a water supply, throwing up ground ladders. But that's just the beginning of it. You didn't even get involved into stretching the line, the hose line inside the building, locating the fire, ripping open the walls, dragging out the victims and all that stuff. And adrenaline seems to work well in the beginning more to focus you but once that adrenaline is gone and it's gone pretty quick it actually you feel weak did you right. did you ever notice that oh 100 yeah and and um the the fact is as cops there's a lot of that too you get dispatched to the call and you're just driving <laughs> you're just driving there right um so yeah there, there could be a lot of incidents where like the adrenaline hits or let's say before you fight the suspect, you, he's in a he's bickering with you, or he's taking a fighting stance, and he's so there's there's nothing happening yet, but your adrenaline is on high level, which is very taxing on the body, very taxing. Yes. Um, it's essentially like a, a quick shot of overdrive, but it doesn't last forever. And yes, you might be fighting somebody ten minutes or plus after you get that uh, adrenaline hit. Same, just like you said, you're you're actually doing the work of of a fireman, you know way after you get that hit of adrenaline. Um, so it's it's silly, you guys. We can't we cannot rely on adrenaline. Um, don't ever think of it as any kind of a benefit to you. You know, you're lucky if, if it does boost you beyond your capacity in any noticeable degree. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 silly to, to say, oh, well, I don't need to get fit because, uh, or I'm fit enough because of adrenaline, right? Right. So what kind of fitness um, challenges do you like to apply to your clients to get them ready for the, when during an event, police officer just got done pursuing somebody and now they got to fight the guy or a firefighter just got done putting up a ground ladder and climbing up to the roof. And now he's got to cut a hole in the roof. In other words, that moment where it's like they got to dig deeper right yeah. so so this is always a reality um and i think that's where you, is this pretty much where we're finding the problems start when they got to dig deeper yeah i mean that's definitely one instance um so like to answer your question as far as how i help them everybody's goals are different some people come to me saying i got to get ready for an academy or i want to prepare for a swat test or i'm just uncomfortable in my damn uniform i'm embarrassed the way i look um, you know, I want a better relationship with my wife and I know I'm not showing up the best I can be, or I want to be a better example to my kids. So there's a lot of big reasons or, or why behind their, their initial reasons of getting fit. Um, and I'll just tell you across the board, the best thing I, I think most first responders can do is lower your body fat. Um, you're, if you're, if you have a high body fat percentage, I don't care how strong you think you are. That is extra weight that does nothing for you, okay? So if, especially if you're 15 plus percent body fat, as a male at least, you, you that's not doing anything for you. You know, you can look at one of the world's strongest men who won, I think seven times in a row, Marius Pujanowski had a six pack, okay? So that, that shows you, you don't need to be fat to be strong. 
Um, but it's taxing on the body. Carrying that extra weight will, will tax your cardiovascular system. It'll make you weaker in these high intensity situations. It's bad for your heart. It's bad for your organs. It's bad for your joints. So my, my big focus with most clients is losing body fat. There are some that need to focus on building muscle and get bigger. And that's always fun. That's, 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 uh, to me, that's easy, but, um, nevertheless, uh, I think your second question was like, what, what things need to be done for a person? Uh, what was yeah. the second part of the question? Or? So, um, if, when you're, uh, training a client fitness wise, right. Uh, you're you're getting them ready for their job. So do yeah. you have any fitness challenges that you apply to them that really taxes them to the point where they say, oh my God, like I didn't know I was really that out of shape. I need to I need to work harder or hey, I'm on the right track. You know, I survived that. I know on the job I'll be able to physically survive the next phase of the operation or digging deeper or yeah. handling the unexpected. Um, I see. The only reason why I asked this question is because I look at the uniqueness of what you're dealing with here when you're dealing with first responders and um, we gauge people's fitness a lot on how they look and, you know, some numbers that pop up on a screen when they're walking on a treadmill but that we all know when you got to dig deeper, it has to come from something else almost like this deep inner core thing. And right. um, I, you've been doing this for quite a while now. So I, I'm thinking you might have a sense of how you could challenge people um, so that they're that they're either aware of where they need to be or they know that they're on track. Yeah. So like I have a simple test that I give people for one thing, I'll, I'll mention that what I do is all custom in the sense that everybody who starts working with us in the favorite responder program is on a different level, right? For some people, three 30 minute work, uh, 30 minute walks per week is more activity than they've done in, uh, you know, months mm. or, or years potentially. Um, and some need a higher level of challenge. So one thing I do as a coach is I make sure that the level of challenge is actually appropriate for the client. Because for one thing, I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want them to get discouraged, right? If I say, hey, let me give you this challenge to see how fit you really are for the job. And I know this person's not gonna be able to do it. I'm not giving them that challenge because okay. they'll probably get hurt or they'll get discouraged. But I'll tell you that like, just let me throw this out there real quick. Uh, if you can set a tread treadmill at a 5% incline, 10 miles per hour, by the way, that's the rate of a six minute mile. And that's close to a sprint for most people, or maybe a full on sprint. So 10 miles an hour at a five pace or five uh, incline, excuse me. Um, do that for two minutes, which would be a third of a mile or yeah, a third of a mile, uh, which might be a reasonable foot pursuit perhaps or less. And then do 10 burpees right afterwards and see how you feel. Can you even do it? You know, can you even do that? Most, yep. I would venture to say most first responders could not do that challenge. Okay. And that's pretty simple. Run, run for two minutes at a 10 mile an hour pace and do 10 burpees and see how you feel. Um, but that, that's a, that's a pretty minimal challenge, but like I said, everybody's skills and, and kind of where they're at is unique. And like, you know, especially for a lot of ladies, they want to really work on upper body strength, being able to do a pull up, get themselves over a wall. So we're going to give them kind of custom training and support to help them do that. Um, you know, for, for some guys it's, you know, Hey, I got to pass the swap tryout. I need to pass this obstacle course in this run. So it's going to be more dynamic. Um, does that answer your question now? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, it, it, 
the question was a tough one because it's um it's almost subjective in, in yeah. a way like what what exactly is a challenge to one person compared to another and you peeled that off right away you said look everybody's coming in at a different level uh so yeah i appreciate that that answer um I'd like to ask the hard hitting questions here on the Steel Mace Nation. So, um, but that was good. Yeah, uh, it's something that I contend with all the time too. When I when I think about my clients' fitness, if it's a first responder, I say, "Well, they're doing great with this. They're doing great with that." But what if they really get into a pinch? You know, and right. I, I I take a little responsibility to that. You know, like I'm their fitness guy. I'm the guy that's trying to guide them along on this journey. Well, did I prepare them for the moment in time where it's like, you know, you the yeah. thing that's unexpected and you're already tired and everybody's life is on the line. It's such such a weighty thing to think about. It's sometimes you'd rather not even think about it, but we have to think about these things. Yeah, and that's why I think a custom process for each person matters a lot. I think a lot of people when they're shopping for fitness results, they're like, all right, let me download this cookie cutter program or I'll just get like some bodybuilding coach. But like you need somebody who's going to focus on your goals specifically and also open your eyes to where you might be lacking because definitely guys come in going, I'm strong. Like, Look how much I can bench. Look how much I can deadlift. Awesome. Can you do cardio for 10 minutes? yeah no no oh, geez i guess i can't like when i i want people to be well-rounded um for sure but like yeah that's there's it's a two-part thing or maybe three-part like first it's focusing on um where is this person at where what are their current abilities and, and limitations and you know creating creating a training based on that and nutrition first of all um and then second it's like you know, helping them with their specific goals. Cause people will come in saying, I, I'm embarrassed about my belly. I want that to look better. Okay. I'm going to appreciate that aesthetic goal. Nothing wrong with that. It makes sense to look good in uniform. Command presence matters. Professionalism matters, uh, both on, in any form of first responder, right? Whether you're EMS, fire, cop, you know, you want to look the part when you show up. And then third is opening people's eyes to where they are limited because I think too many people think, well, hey, I'm in shape or I work out already. Right. right. But can you do this? Right. Can you do that? I mean, some people are, they love to run. They're big runners. And it's like, yeah, but like, could you, could you use enough muscle to pull someone out of a car, um, you know, to, to get somebody off of you if they're on top of you or to drag your partner to safety? Like, well, let's work on those things, you know? So yeah, three parts there. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pulling somebody out of a car, you could hurt your back and then that could turn into a um, life uh, a career ending thing. And, um, you know, you don't take that lightly. If you run all the time, you're not really, you're not really training proper, um, lifting patterns. Yeah. When you, when you, you want to train somebody, um, you know, how to hinge properly, how to load their hips, how to load their hamstrings, all that stuff. And it sounds like, well, when I pull somebody out of the car, I'm not thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. But if you train regularly, you do. Then it might just become automatic, right? Yeah. You'll, yeah. Just, you'll just put yourself in a better position um, for sure. And like, it's funny because in these incidents and in these, in these fights, which I've seen, you know, on the job, like in person or on video, you know, I worked in the jail for five years. So pretty much any fight was on video, right? You could see their lack of fitness play out in those high, high intensity moments because they look awkward, 
Like you looked, you look silly, man. Like, you know, and you could see the fatigue. You could see the the pathetic looking punches because they're so tired. Or, you know, so you can see it. Like, I mean, I've seen it so many times. You you um I remember responding to a foot pursuit and I'm driving past one of my partners and I'm looking at him running and he looked ridiculous. He looked like a uh like a circus bear trying to run on his hind legs. Like it just, you know. So yeah, like just having a well well-balanced approach to fitness is is key. And I think having somebody who understands the demands of the job is is definitely key, as you do. So for sure. Right. So you offer remote fitness, basically. Everything you do is remote fitness, right? So, but you're it's comprehensive. Uh, what is? Tell us everything that you offer when somebody comes and starts working with you, and how it looks. For sure. So, like, I intend that every person that works with us in the program gets the results and goals they want, and that it's a good fit. So it always starts out with a call. It's either with myself or another member of the team. Just going over like, hey, what are your goals? What have been your struggles? What are your challenges? What's your job like right now? Really get into depth to make sure, hey, is this somebody we can help? Is this somebody we can work with, right? Um, and then every program is is absolutely custom. Like we'll cover everything top to bottom from, um, you know, helping you figure out how to fit things into your schedule. You know, a comprehensive nutrition program where we're dialing things in based on your preferences, based on your goals. Um, based on, you know, convenience and schedule training as well. We'll dial it in, in terms of your equipment availability um, and your specific goals and injuries and whatnot. Um, and it's a, a lot of it is, is a high amount of accountability. You know, you're working with me and my coaches and we're just, we're talking to you every day. You know, we do Zoom calls, we do one-on-one -on -one calls, we do group calls. Um, and actually the research shows that people who are the most successful dieters, and I hate that term, but it just, it, all it stands for is people who adhere to some kind of protocol, lose fat, get fit, and keep those results. They do best when they have a coach and they have a high amount of accountability and also a good plan of action. You know, you're not, I think a lot of people wing it or they go, I understand, I know what to do. So they have general principles that are okay. But, uh, you know, if you've been stuck for quite some time, I highly recommend getting a coach. Obviously, I'm going to plug myself and my program. I do believe we have the best remote coaching program out there. We got clients all over the U.S. But um, I, I've i had coaches regularly. I had a coach as recently as two months ago. Yeah. Um, and some people go, that's crazy. Like, what do you mean? Why would you need a coach? Don't you know everything you need to know? And my answer to that is professional athletes have coaches. The best basketball players, boxers, bodybuilders all have coaches, but don't they know? Don't they know what they're doing? Yes, they do. But we all can benefit from an outside perspective. We all can benefit from accountability and a plan outside of our own head. And I think one of the biggest problems people have with their fitness is self-negotiation. Oh, that was good enough, or that's what I needed, or I actually need to do this, or I deserve this. And all these kind of dumb statements we, we make to ourselves that hold us back and you know draw us back. When you have a coach who you're paying for, and they're providing you a plan of action that's working, it's, there's a lot more motivation to carry that out. There's a lot more motivation to stick to it. Um, so yeah, like we'll work with people for several months on end. It kind of depends on the goals and what they want to achieve. Um, and my favorite thing is not just the before and after. And of course I post that stuff. Hey, this guy lost 30 pounds. Look how good he looks, all that. My favorite thing is, is talking to people in, in the beginning when they say things like, I'm not confident or you know, just me sticking to any form of a nutrition protocol would be a win. I have no motivation. I hate training. 
Now you fast forward four, five, six plus months later, and they're saying things like, I love working out. I feel like my nutrition is totally sustainable. I know I'm not going to gain the weight back. I'm very confident. Like I love, that's my favorite transformation, if that makes sense, Fred. Like, you know, where they're, they're just, they go from a person whose identity is fitness is not for me to the new identity of, I love this, I'm fit, and, and it benefits me in all these ways. To me, that's sweeter than any any before and after picture could show. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that you tapped into that too, because I think that's uh, that explains why you love doing what you're doing so much. That you're yeah. you, it's deeper. It's deeper. They, anything in life, when you find a deeper meaning to it, it becomes a passion, and it's not even like a real job anymore. You know, you totally right. That'll work for anything as long as you can find the 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 depth of meaning in there. Um, when you, when you say that, um, they speak with you and they talk about their lack of confidence in the beginning, and then that changes over time and all that, are you noticing that because they're using remote and they're kind of with you or one of your coaches, which it's not the guys at the firehouse, it's not the guys down at the precinct, it's you guys, are they more open through this kind of channel, through this remote fitness, than they probably would be anywhere else? Oh, I definitely think so, for sure. And, and you know, one thing that I love about remote coaching is I've been able to get better results with people remote coaching than I was as a personal trainer in a gym. No because, kidding. Yeah, for sure. Because there's more availability for contact. You know, let's say I was personal training someone and they, they work out with me two, three times a week, maybe. All I'm helping them out with is their workout in that moment. And then it's goodbye. And then, you know, three days pass, whatever. And, oh, you know, they'll miss an appointment or they do finally come in. Hey, how, how have you been? How's nutrition? Oh, it's okay. I, you know, oh, it's all right. There's no accountability and there's no support or good plan of action outside that gym session, right? But like with remote coaching, we now have the capacity to like help somebody with all aspects. So it's like, you know, your schedule and chat with you about how stressful your day was or just, you know, giving you good meal options and then also focusing on the training but, you know, just to kind of more directly answer your question, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's tough to admit where you're struggling. It's tough to admit the challenges you're having sometimes, but like having it be remote and having that constant rapport and, and a lot of friendships I've built with many clients, like they they will, they'll open up more and we'll get into depth on things that, that you know, maybe they're not comfortable with, with their buddies at the firehouse or, or with their, their, their beat partners. And, and also like, you know, your spouse, it's nice to have support from your spouse. Like, Hey, I'm, I support you. I'm good with whatever kind of changes you're going to make to your nutrition and your lifestyle. I uh, love that support, but don't expect your spouse to be a coach to, you know, to give you a good plan of action and, and hold you accountable to it and, you know, be open with them about it. Like it just, that, that I, that dynamic does not typically work. So yeah. You know, a good coach is going to listen. A good community, uh, give me a good communicator. A good coach, by the way, is going to give you a process that is adjustable and is a fit for you. I think there's too many coaches and especially trainers who are like, "Well, this is my way, so just do it." And why would I make changes if you're not following it? No, there needs to be definitely a balance and, and a, a really good level of compromise. So, yeah, hopefully that that answer made sense. Oh yeah, definitely made sense. Uh, it, yeah, you can't expect your spouse to do it because. That's not her job. It's it's really not. It's she's probably struggling with her own stuff, right? And um, 
And then, you know, I noticed the guys at the firehouse, you know, they, um, they, they're afraid to ask for help. It seems that's at least my interpretation. I mean, they're not admitting that, but you know, out of nowhere, a guy who's a little overweight says, Oh, I'm doing the keto diet. And yeah. yeah, And it's like, okay, you know, you, you do you, man, you know, you don't want to pressure people, but it's like, geez, man, there's so many better ways to, to eat than just to go right to a keto diet. And I always tell people keto diets advanced. Why don't you try just cutting back on, you know, eating the junk around the firehouse for a start and then let it grow from there. Right. So these are little tips and, and, um, you know, do you have, let's, let's, do you have any uh, good tips that you want to give people and can you start off with something to help people with their diet? Like something they could do right now today. That's simple and easy. Yeah. So one thing I'm glad you asked, because like, if you follow my Instagram at fit.responder, I often post quick tips every day. I have a thought of the day video where I'll, I'll post some kind of a tip. I'll talk about something that's beneficial. And then I do regular posts with just quick tips and I have free guides as well um, with like recipe guides, like simple meal options, healthier meal options, fast food options. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll just say that like fo- following me and then um, you know, joining our Facebook group is a good idea as well. If you have Facebook, uh, that's the link in our bio on our Instagram. If you go to our website, you'll find it. So I'm doing tons of tips every day. Um, but to just give you the the essentials right now, because yeah, as you said, a lot of people are out of shape. So like, cool, I'm going to do this ridiculous fad diet. That's very difficult or, all right, I'm going to do 75 hard. And there's nothing wrong with 75 hard, by the way, but they'll go to extremes, right? Rather than let's focus on the basics to improve your lifestyle, right? So I actually wrote a tweet. If you follow me on Twitter, it's at the fit responder, you know, I, I put seven simple actions that are more effective than any fat loss supplement ever created, right? So number one, walking more, being active, you know, don't be a sedentary, you know, if try to get some steps in, you know, if you're on patrol, you can walk around, you can take a foot patrol, or you could even walk laps around your unit. I used to do that at late at night. I would just take more steps. Um, this is simple stuff, drinking three plus liters of water a day, drinking enough water. A lot of times dehydration can feel like hunger, and plus, it's going to support all of your other functions, metabolism as well. It can make you feel tired, too. Yeah, if you're dehydrated, absolutely, it can make you feel tired. And then what do, what do cops and firefighters do? They slug bang energy drinks and coffee. Coffee, and it's like, well, you're not exactly hydrating yourself. Um, prioritizing lean protein. So I suggest every time you eat, like, your priority should be protein and lean protein. Like, find a lean protein source. Um, reducing added sugar. So, like... Yes, a good skill you ought to develop is take a quick glance at the nutrition label and how many grams of sugar are in this thing. Look at the la- look at the ingredients. Is sugar a big ingredient in there? You know, limit that. Uh, the fourth thing I, I got in here, and that's, that is the fourth thing. The fifth is managing portion sizes. You know, eat, stick to a plate, okay? Like, don't go back for seconds or thirds. Um, I, I could throw in there managing snacking. So I think too many people are unaware of their eating habits and they're just kind of mindlessly putting stuff in your mouth a long-term habit to put in place is the thought of is this worth it literally every time you eat that can become more automatic in time but just is it worth it like should i put this on my mouth now um i also put resistance training three times a week and this could be with bands it could be with body weight it could be with 
um, a steel mace. It could be with uh, your CrossFit gym. It could be um, circuit training, but like getting in resistance training is so key and prioritizing sleep. It can be tough as a firefighter or a cop or any other first responder, but that's why you, you ought to focus on it. It's just like when people say, well, hey, like, you know, my energy sucks because I'm on night shift and I, well, I can't get off night shift. So my energy just sucks. And I'll say, I understand that. Let's focus on the other areas that can improve energy as best we can. Yes, you can't help the fact that you're on nights. Yes, as a firefighter, you can't help the fact that you're going to get woken up at night. Or if you're a cop, that you're going to work weird hours and you got to tend to your kids in the morning right after you get off night shift. But why don't we focus on prioritizing sleep or in focus on the ways that we can improve energy so you can still show up as best you can given the circumstances? So yeah, and, and one thing I'll, I'll just throw in there, I could ramble for days, but prepping food. If there is one skill I can suggest people develop and work on to improve their health, fitness, and body and finances long-term, cook your own food and bring it to work. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Anybody can do it. I promise you anybody can. You might be trying the wrong methods or you're doing boring, bland, repeated BS, but you can bring normal stuff to work. Make sure you're prepared food-wise. We all prepare ourselves well with gear as first responders. You, you bring your, your bag, you bring your medical kit, you bring your guns, you bring your flashlight, bring food. So those are my quick tips for you, Fred. Hopefully that was helpful. It's very helpful. And the last one that you hit on is something that I'd like to ping off of, if you don't mind. At yeah. the firehouse, the, the dinner is a ritual. It really is. It's a ritual. We work every four days. You know, we work, we, or some departments, you have two days off and then you work and then you have two days off. Other departments, three days off, but whatever. Guys get together. There's a lot of camaraderie. It's a big discussion in the beginning of the day. Hey, who's cooking? What are we eating? And it's all, there's always dessert. There's always plenty of it. And there's always the little bells and whistles that go with it. That, I mean, these, these are ext sometimes extravagant dinners. And they're delicious and affordable compared to a restaurant. You know, for like for maybe 15 bucks, you're eating like a king. And, um, you know, these guys are addicted to the whole ritual, right? So there's a few guys, a few scrappers, you know. Um, I do it sometimes. I used to do it all the time. Uh, but there's a few other guys. They'll bring in their Tupperware and they eat their little container. And um, I, it, it just seems like these guys are stuck in the ritual, Right. Um, and it's very hard for them to break away from that. They don't want to be the guy that's sitting out. Imagine you're sitting at a table with eight guys and you're the one guy with the Tupperware and the broccoli right. and the chicken and everybody's eating garlic bread and meatballs and stuff. Right. 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 Talk about that. What's something, what's something that you could say to that guy who wants to do his own thing, but he is afraid to be in the oddball. He's afraid of getting picked on, right? You know, all that stuff that goes with, it. especially a young guy who's, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough time on the job yet to really, you know, throw his weight around. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it comes up a lot. And, you know, I don't think any approach to fitness ought to be perfection focused. So maybe in those circumstances, you go, hey, try to suggest that there's some kind of protein involved in that, that meal, like, okay, the meatballs, as you mentioned, right. Or, and there usually is most meals have some kind of protein. So as you serve yourself, make that your focus. 
and we'll talk about portion sizes and whatnot and focus on the one plate rule and don't go after the dessert and all the extra goodies and whatnot. And you won't stand out. You don't have to announce, hey, by the way, I'm focusing on protein and I'm limiting my size right now. You don't have to, but you can still engage in the meal and make it a reasonable, better choice in that moment, right? <clears throat> and then, you know, you can make up the difference in other ways and just focus on other areas of your eating throughout the day and your training. Um, but like, that's what I suggest to people when they say, what about my holiday parties or what about vacations or what about X, Y, Z? Well, cool. Let's, let's, you ought to have, you ought to develop the skill of how can I approach this meal that's being served and, you know, not eat like a total a-hole, right? And how, and how can I make sure that uh, I'm, I'm doing things reasonably, right? Like Thanksgiving, you know, my clients, a lot of times people say, I don't want to work on fitness goals till after Christmas or Thanksgiving. Cause you know, I'm not, I don't want to be on a diet. I want to eat meals with the family. No, do that. Go to Thanksgiving. And my suggestion is grab a plate, load it up on protein, literally eat as much protein as you want, get two sides that are less than the size of your hand and call it a day. And your focus is I will not snack. I'm not going to eat a bunch of pie afterwards. And you know, was that perfect? No, but like totally reasonable and you can continue to do it and no one's going to talk smack. But yeah, if there are people who have like very specific goals and they're trying to reach a new level and get hardcore, then maybe you ought to consider just being in that oddball and bringing your food. Or even if the firehouse suggests, Hey, why don't we make this or I'll, I'll volunteer to cook tomorrow. Let's, let's cook this. And you're going to cook a good option for everybody. Right. And by the way, there's, you mentioned chicken and broccoli, right? Typical diet food. You can have tortillas, you can have carbs, you can have burgers, tacos, pizzas. I teach my clients how to eat like good versions of those things and no one will even know. You know, you can do little ingredient swaps here and there. Like, you know, dang, I had no idea this tortilla was only 70 calories versus 300. That stuff exists and it matters. Um, but last point to make here, Fred, is if people notice you're working on your fitness, you're likely to get shit talked to you. Sad as that is, if you're the type of person where people notice, oh, you brought your own food, wait, you're going to work out instead of hanging out with us and eating pizza. You will get crap. I got crap my whole career. Oh, there's Ted with his lunchbox. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do at lunch today? Ted, you're going to go work out. Well, let's not invite Ted because, you know, he's surely going to be eating his own food. Right. That's fine. You're going to have a lot of people who are actually jealous and, and actually the better word is insecure yeah. because they'll notice you're doing things that's bettering yourself that they are not willing to do. So it's easier to talk smack than actually really reflect on themselves and go, damn, you know what? I don't have the willpower or drive or focus that that this guy does. And that makes me feel insecure about it. Like, no, it's easier to just talk smack. It's funny. Last point here, Fred. Here's the ironic part, right? If you're sitting there eating a bag of Doritos and a Coke, sitting on your ass, will anybody talk smack? Probably not. But let's say if you're in between calls or right after a call, you're doing push-ups. And maybe you'd create a rule before I jump in the rig, I'm going to do 10 push-ups every time or whatever. Someone will say some stuff, right? Can't you do your workout somewhere else? Whatever. So that's the, the trend we have. So my only suggestion to wrap that up is don't focus on what other people are saying whose goals are not in alignment with yours. Focus on your own goals. Kick ass. And my thing is, I think in my own head, I don't say it out loud, but I go, I'm better than you. This is why I'm fit. This is why I look jacked and why I can crush you know, a foot pursuit or if I get into a fight, I'm very capable. 
because I do these things you're not willing to do. That's what I think in my own head while they laugh at me for not eating cake with them. So uh, hopefully that uh, <laughs> that gives you a good rundown there. Yeah, no, that's good advice, man. I hope people listen to this and they take it to heart. And definitely the first clip I'm going to be pulling out of this podcast to promote it is going to be your talk about the Thanksgiving dinner because Thanksgiving is on its way. And um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, eat it, have Thanksgiving dinner, crush it, have fun. Uh, I like your your method. Eat a lot of a lot of the turkey or whatever the protein source is up front to fill yourself up, and then just maybe just limit the dessert. Instead of having two pieces of blueberry pie with two scoops of ice cream, have one piece of blueberry pie with yep. one scoop of ice cream, and call it a night and. That's it. And you're still enjoying, you're still partaking and everybody thinks you're normal for a minute. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 100%. That's great. All right. That's, that's Ted Stern. Everybody Ted Stern is with fit responder. Uh, check the show notes below and check him out. If you are a first responder, I think you should definitely follow his Instagram, get those tips that he's popping up up there and uh you know feel free to contact ted and uh just real quick before we go i just wanted to double check with you you mentioned that you have other coaches so um do people have an option of working with a specific coach do you offer profiles of the coaches or anything like that or how does that yeah, work 100 and that's usually something i would talk to somebody about when they're on the call like okay your goals are this or that and this is how i'll approach it but i found that like you know, it's better than just me supporting somebody. Like there's, a, we have a community behind it. We have the clients in the program. We have me, we have multiple coaches to help you out. You have an accountability coach. You can join me on group coaching calls. So like it is a team approach. It's individualistic, but it's also like a, like you can jump on a call with one of us almost any day, um, almost any time. Um, so that that's sort of the purpose behind having a team behind it. Is it like, well, hey, like I have firefighters on my team of coaches. You know, I have EMS, I have cops, I have retired cops, I have older people. I have, you know, so like I, I'd rather somebody make, know that, hey, like when they're getting involved in the fit responder program, they have so many layers of support um, and so many layers of expertise. And that's another cool thing, by the way, is if somebody's struggling with something, I'll round table with all the coaches and say, well, hey, this client's got this issue or that. How do we think we want to approach this? So then you have so many different like eyeballs on you helping you out. You got extra layers of accountability, support, whatnot. So my suggestion is if you're at all interested in us, check out the Facebook group, check out the Instagram, check out the website, especially if you're in their Facebook group, you'll see hundreds of hours of testimonials from countless clients uh, just to prove we're real <laughs> and that we know what we're doing. And then let's jump on a call, either with me or a member of my team. We'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about the program, the coaches, the support, what we offer. And if it's a win-win, we'll get after it. Excellent. That's Ted Stern, everybody. Check him out at Fit Responder. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back and talk shop or anything, you're welcome. And thank you, everybody, for uh, partaking in this particular episode, especially if you're a first responder. I think there's important info here for all you guys, and you should take heed on uh, whatever Ted was just saying here because he's been doing this for a while, and I think everything I personally feel you said, everything that makes sense here. So um, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me on and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Take care, man. All right. Bye.